0: The most action-packed content from the top mobile experts. This is the App Masters Podcast with Steve P. Young.
1: Check ASO is an analytical ASO platform that provides you with up-to-date data on keywords, competitors, ratings, and reviews. It also grades your ASO level and gives you custom tips on how to improve it. This way you can increase your app page visibility, organic traffic and installs with every update. Try it now for free for seven days at checkaso.io. That once again is checkaso.io. We all have developer horror stories from language barriers to bad code to developing on time. That's why I recommend using B7 dev. .com. They're affordable, fast, and more importantly, trustworthy. Go to b7dev.com. What is up, AppNation? It is Steve P. Young, founder of appmasters.com, the place you go when you want action packed content related to helping you grow your app downloads and your revenue. Today, I've got a phenomenal guest who's found tremendous success on Instagram and how he's able to use social to drive organic growth for his. App. So without further ado, let me introduce the guest. His name is Ross Clark. He is the CEO and co founder of Sanctuary. You can learn more at sanctuaryworld.co or definitely follow. I'm a big follower of their Instagram account at sanctuaryworld. And that's world without the W. So W R L D on Instagram. But Ross, welcome to the show. Thank you, Steve. Great to be here. Ross, you know, I know the level of success that you've been able to achieve. And that's why I super wanted you to come on to this podcast, but can, what kind of numbers, let's see where we are at today. And then we can circle back to how you got to this tremendous growth. Sure.
0: Um, So, you know, giving uh, you know, I'll start and give a little bit of background on, on sanctuary. We're uh, I think in a, in a very unique category. So sanctuary is an astrology and, mystical services startup uh, on, on the app side, we have built a mobile platform for a variety of you know, mystical or alternative spirituality practices, things like astrology and tarot and psychic, uh, and of course, working to expand that. Uh, we're a freemium app. We do free daily horoscopes, free daily tarot pool, really cool birth chart feature, and then our paid product is actually a live reading with an astrologer, tarot reader, or psychic. Uh, so you can engage and chat with our readers. Uh, we're not quite open 24-7, but pretty close to it. Um, so you can uh, message with our readers, you know, live, on-demand product experiences akin to something like Talkspace in the therapy world. Uh, so we've got, you know, a, a really interesting product and platform in a unique category. Um, and I'm excited to share uh, kind of where, where we began and, and where we are today. Um, and what's been really exciting over the course of the company's history is, of course, you know, really rapid growth of the app uh, over the course of the past year. Since the pen- pandemic began, we've seen a 500% increase uh, in the number of users who are coming in for our readings. Uh, so really rapid growth there. And then also, I think we're going to get into it in more detail in a minute here, uh, you know, we've just seen such explosive growth on our Instagrams. We're now at 1.2 million followers, and we began 2019 with 19,000. So uh, wow. a lot of a lot of people, uh, includes Ariana Grande and uh, many other uh, celebs, which is pretty cool too.
1: See, I don't follow Ariana. That's why I don't see her. I was just telling Ariana. you before we record. I was like, I love seeing apps where like I'm following them and then my friends are following them. I'm like, whoa, this is so cool. But I don't follow her, so I didn't see that she was following you too. I think she
0: is uh, a top five most followed person on Instagram. So that's awesome. Congrats, yeah. hey,
1: Ross. What I want to talk to you about with to tell you about is you know you've been executive for Epics, Hearst Digital Media. What led you to astrology?
0: Yeah. Uh, Well, the sort of cheesy answer is it was written in the stars, but uh, (laughs) putting aside some of my uh, kind of uh, dad jokes, uh, I had seen firsthand how incredibly popular astrology and other mystical content was on social platforms like Snapchat and Facebook. And I thought that there was a a really exciting opportunity to reinvent this category for mobile and reimagine the reading uh, is this chat-based experience, and then also to layer in, uh, and, and we're, I think we're going to go into this in detail, what I call a content-driven acquisition funnel. Mm-hmm. Uh, so really using content uh, to create a sticky free product and bring people you know, into using the app and then hopefully uh, converting them into paid users. Uh, so had really seen the success of... Um, of content in this category and felt like it was, you know, a a really key moment to reinvent it, uh, for the next generation of consumers.
1: It's got, you know, like let's, let's stay on that topic where you're giving away a lot of free content. I'm a user and I told you that I I use it app daily, you know, like Mm -hmm. I, I love reading it. It's, it's sometimes it's like, when I'm in a little bit of a, Sometimes, you know, like, I, I believe that you hear what you want to hear or you hear what you need to hear at a certain moment. And I've used the app almost on a daily basis where I'm like, oh, I did need to hear that. Some days I'm like, maybe, okay, cool. But other days I'm like, good, let's go. You know what I mean? Like, it's just the motivation I needed. <laughs> yeah. But it's got to be scary, right? Like Because you're giving away so much and then you're almost hoping for somebody to buy one of these psychic readings. So how do you balance between, all right, are we waiting too long? Are we starting to monetize? How much time do you give it to start thinking that, yes, this model is going to work, guys?
0: Yeah, um, that's a great question. You know, in in our case, we have been very focused on monetization. So we built the app, you know, I think there are a lot of apps out there that are like, oh, let's start with, you know, free and then we'll figure out monetization later. Mm-hmm. For us, it's always been in tandem. So we began, you know, with with this freemium uh, structure where we've got the free content, free product features and then the paid reading. So we really established that from the beginning and then uh, you know, really looking at in-app behavior and what was happening from a, a conversion perspective, I would say where we've had a lot of learnings is, you know, finding the right pricing and business model. So, we, you know, we tested subscription, we tested uh, kind of gaming style, like pack-based uh, pricing, and then we uh, also tested, and our, our current model is really around time-based, so people can you know purchase ten minutes or fifteen minutes or or twenty minutes and so forth. Uh, so I think it's you know about that continued iteration. Um, I'm a big believer you know with apps because I think that consumer expectations are often often anchored and free uh, that you need to establish your paid product from the beginning. Uh, you know unless you're going for you know of course like massive social platforms that are going to be ad supported or a little bit outside of that because it's all about getting to uh you know significant scale but i think for a lot of other apps and companies you know really think through monetization from the beginning
1: i love that and i i think that's the biggest mistake that most app developers make too and as i something that's been top of mind for me and something because you know i've got our own apps that we publish as well i've been thinking like what do you like what should i be focusing on should i be trying to focus on trying to get like let's say just throwing out numbers here ross about 100 downloads a day and then looking at the retention or should i just be focused on the handful of downloads a day that are like what's the conversion rate on that what would you say to that ross well
0: i think it's all about uh you know, and and this is similar advice that I give about fundraising, you know, it's all about incremental building. So, you know, start and focus on, you know, getting, you know, 10 people in and the metrics that you want around that uh, in, you know, then focus on getting 25 people in and the metrics that you want around that. Of course, like as things grow, like you're, you're, your metrics might, you know, modulate or, or change or, or sort of move, but I think it's all about incremental. You know, the one advice that I would give is to make sure you allow enough time for testing in the beginning. Um, you know, before you start to layer in too much virality. Right. Uh, of course, sometimes it just happens, uh, and then everything starts to take off, and you've got to, you know, build it while while flying. Um, but I think it's really important to test a lot in the beginning so that you've got a really good understanding of, okay, this is what, you know, in, in the situation of sanctuary, like this is what the typical user is doing within the app. Mm-hmm. You know, this is what's happening with, with the paid user. You know, this is the experience that we want to provide for the, the paid user. What sort of feedback, you know, using as many tools, both Uh, you know, analytic as well as uh, more qualitative to understand that. You know, I would say the other thing to be mindful of is you can often learn as much in an interview with a user as you would through, you know, sifting through a lot of of mixed panel data. So make sure you balance, um, you know, both kind of tactics there. Um, But, you know, make sure, and then I, I would say the other thing that's important is do not layer in a bunch of paid media until you feel like you have nailed the product in the funnel um, because you could burn through a lot of capital very quickly uh, and make you know Facebook and, and Google even richer uh, without um, you know having that foundational understanding uh, and then the other thing I think we're going to go into this uh, in more detail is I, I am a big believer that you know companies that are successful in the long term are you know ones that begin as organic uh, led. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like an over-dependency on paid marketing. I mean, we're, we're seeing that ripple through the the ecosystem right now with the implementation of, uh, you know, IDFA and the the Facebook Apple wars that are going on. But I'm a big believer in, you know, you've got a... I used to, my first job I was in the music business. And I remember a very successful record executive said, like, are we in the business of, you know, building fans or selling records, uh, you know, and what he really meant is, you know, if you're building fans, that is a group of people who are, you know, think about like people who are obsessed with Bruce Springsteen, like they have been with him for like 25 years and gone to so many concerts and, you know, bought his music and, you know, engaged with him in so many ways versus, you know, it's like a hit single and, you know, you're just trying to burn through, you know, as much as quickly to maximize return. And then, you know, that person is sort of gone in a couple of months and, and, you know, then appears on some reality singing show in 10 years, but uh, you know, just thinking through um, that ability to build real organic love and traction for your product. I think that it's very hard to, you know, ever replicate uh, that connection with with 100% pure marketing.
1: You know, one thing I want to point out to what you said was like really talking to your users. I did a, a live reaction video on a user testing video that I got for one of my mm-hmm. apps. And, you know, Ross, like on my pricing page, it's like, you know, I, I give you a table, you know, I say, have a long pricing page. So I'm following all the advice that I give out that I know works, but then the guy never hit get premium to see the prices, the prices. Because when you hit get premium, you know, I followed... Another app, Reflectly and Fastick, they all do this, right? So I was like, okay, this is what works. And it's not, it's like a double opt-in, right? And so when you hit get premium, then you see the prices, but he never did it. And I was like, oh my goodness, right? Like, whereas me, I obviously I live in this world. I'm just tapping around everywhere, trying to find certain things, but he'd never pressed on it. And I was like, oh my gosh, I have to show the pricing page or the, the actual prices On this one page, forget the double opt in. I don't think it makes a difference anymore. So I just wanted to highlight that because I thought, I think it's so valuable. And we don't do that. We just look at max, mixed panel metrics and then, you know, we go off of that.
0: Mm -hmm. For sure.
1: Hey, you alluded to like A B tests a lot in the very beginning. Any memorable ones in the beginning that you're like, oh, this really helped move the, the needle? Yeah,
0: I would say we did a lot of work around understanding, uh, like price point and, and consumer willingness to pay uh, mm. in the beginning, that was super helpful. Uh, and actually the, like the, the pricing results that came back were very different than what I thought would perform, uh, you know, in my, in my own opinion. Uh, so I think uh, that was a really important component of what we did. And then also just testing a lot of models. I think pricing is such a hard thing to get right uh, in, in the absence of a lot of data. Uh, and a lot of, you know, user data in particular. So I would say that's where we spend a lot of our time that has, uh, you know, definitely paid off.
1: Okay, let's get into the main thing that I know we've been <laughs> teasing quite a bit, but the how you found success with social. Yeah. I'll start with that and I'll get into granular as you start talking.
0: Cool. Uh, so it's been, uh, you know, as someone who uh, has, has had a... a a pretty broad ranging career that's included, you know, time at traditional media companies, and also was a, a management consultant in the financial services space. It'll sort of explain uh, a lot of the inspiration. But um, we had built, you know, in the beginning, we had built our. In, in, I think what's what's hard about social is the. You have to hit these hurdles to really unlock the next phase. So for example, it's very hard to get to 10,000 followers on Instagram, like that is the most important uh, place to begin. And then once you get to 10, like it's much easier to get to, you know, 25 and then 50 and then 100. Uh, And then, you know, there are other sort of kind of weird breaking points along the way. Uh, and then of course it's like very hard to get from for some reason like 950 to a million but anyways so with Instagram we had built a solid base uh, you know we were like in the you know 15 to 19k type range you know and I was looking at what we were doing and thinking about Instagram I was like Instagram is all about you know two two things like identity like this is what I you know, I'm interested in or, or what I'm doing today or a place that I visited. And I want to share like my filter of the world with you. And then also Instagram is all about, you know, beautiful, visually rich imagery, be it, you know, photo, video, animated, uh, you know, whatever the format. And then I was thinking about astrology and I was like, astrology is all about identity. You know, I am a Leo and therefore I am, you know this kind of person, and this is uh, who I am. And then uh, you know the the overall space that we're in is you know visually really uh, you know interesting and a lot of iconography to work with. Um, so I you know I st- sort of started from that position. And I was like, okay, how can we tap into the identity component of Instagram and astrology, and then how can we do it in a really visually rich way? And then I thought about. You know, how, do, how does one grow on Instagram? You know, it's really about people tagging their friends in the comments and then engaging there or sharing or, you know, increasingly posting to their stories. And then, of course, like the better you do at all those things, you know, are more apt to, to surface and other kind of auto uh, discovery uh, components of the app. Uh, and so we started, um, I'm sorry, taking a step back and then uh, sort of coming from my background i've always been obsessed with what i call formats uh so that could be like a visualization in the form of like a chart or a graph or mm. that could be something that's inspired by like the fronts of the front of book of magazines or could be like a, a you know something that's like an old school school diagram or you know all that kind of stuff So, I had this idea around what if we did the signs as nutrition facts? Um, So, borrowing like a a visually driven format that a lot of people are familiar with, but then putting a very uh, specific twist on it. And then, of course, doing it in a way that was very identity driven because it was about, uh, you know, what are the ingredients uh, of your sign, so to speak. Uh, So, we did that. That was really, really popular, uh, like more so than anything we had ever done before. And I was like, okay, we're on to something. Let's go do like a hundred more executions within this broader strategy. And so that was a combination of, oh gosh, we have now... It's now it's uh, there. Now have been so many. Which ones? Uh, which of my children are my favorites? But uh, so we did everything from. You I know, like what this th-
1: one. I got one that I. I it's oh, go for it. But you go ahead if you got one. I can. Oh, it I it was, was
0: gonna say like we did. Uh, you know Maslow's hierarchy of needs for the signs. We did yep. the brains of the signs with like the old school diagram of the brain. We did the heart. Um, so a lot of really fun formats. I would say of recent one that I loved is we did this iceberg meme for, uh, format that did really well. Uh, so, you know, it was really, you know, the, the nutrition facts that, um, kind of spurred the insight and the growth. And then from there, uh, you know, we were just swimming as fast as we could to, to keep creating more. And then of course, like, you know, platforms change over the course, uh, of that time. So we've, you know, focused more, I would say on like sharing to stories or or messaging based Mm -hmm. sharing versus the comments. Um, But it's been, uh, it's been pretty wild. We hit a million followers on Christmas day uh, of 2020, uh, which was a nice gift for a (laughs) hard year. Um, And then have continued to grow rapidly, we're at, uh, you know, 1.2 million plus here. So we'll keep uh, hammering away.
1: All right, a couple of questions. What came first? So, I mean, actually, I'm trying. I was trying as you were talking. I was trying to figure out how to word this perfectly so that I don't try to lead you or anything. But when did the Instagram account, in terms of timeline, happen? When did you start creating and focus on it? When in regards to building the app? Um, pretty much in tandem.
0: Like we had been at, active on Instagram, you know, in late 2018, and then really started to dial things up when we launched at the app in Q1 of 2019.
1: Okay, so Instagram kind of came a little bit before the app itself.
0: Um, Well, we we had been like more as like a brand building exercise and way of testing different content. And then as an acquisition vehicle, really dialed that up once the app was live.
1: Got it, got it. And then you said, you know, the... The first 10,000, I've kind of noticed this with on YouTube or some of our content and I can't get to that cliff, but I noticed like the first 1,000 was so hard and it became pretty mm-hmm. easy to get to like five and 10. And then I was like stuck at like, f- you know, now it's like, how do I get to 20? I have a little post-it on my mirror in the bathroom. It's like 20. Yeah, and It's stuck at 16, 15. It's growing so slow, but it's hard.
0: It's hard. It, it, and I think that, I don't know. I think my theory also is the platforms sort of throttle you until you get oh. like, once they see, because when you, like when we hit a million, yeah. which is on Instagram is a, is a very important marker because I can't remember. I watched that influencer documentary on HBO and they said the number of a million plus accounts, but it's it's like much more rarefied air in terms of, of getting right. to a million. But right. I, I don't know. My theory is that they, they sort of throttle you until you... Uh, or, or kind of push you back until you get to a certain level. And then, like, once you hit that, then they start exposing you more. Right. Um, so it's these, I don't know, I, I remember that, like, oh, oh, like, are we ever going to get there? It feels <laughs> okay, like we're good. scraping.
1: <laughs> the, how, what, I know you went to like, we just started with 17,000 or 19,000, but how did you get that first 10? If that was the the cliff, you know, like, for me, it's kind of like, okay, I'm not even at the 10 yet. Like, how did you get to that first 10?
0: Yeah, I would say it's more about focusing, like, uh, I mean, through all of it is, you know, like, what is the brand positioning? You know, how does that align to your overall objectives? Mm. Uh, you know, in our case, we, I would say we focus more on kind of super serving a community that we were connecting with, uh, who, you know, was looking to, to share, uh, with their, you know, friends and, um kind of colleagues in the space. Uh, So that's, you know, I would say like in the beginning, you know, more focused. uh, And I would say like started to get broader and broader, Um, but it's really like creating. And also it's like, you've got to create content that is social. Like people want to engage with it, be it, you know, share, comment, post, like whatever it is. So I think you get a lot of feedback um, from folks. And then of course on the, sort of more implementable strategies like their platforms like Later and, and other social tools that allow you to, to schedule at optimal times. You know, they look at your your account and help you, you know, take advantage of all of the things that are are more directly in your control.
1: I see. The Were there any specific tools that helped you? I know you guys are probably big on the hashtag type of stuff. Any specific tools that you used? um hashtags
0: uh optimizing posting times Mm. uh we do i would say like a lot of analysis around in the early days around like comments and likes and shares uh around specific uh content types and then the other thing is it's you know not too dissimilar from how paid marketing works. it's just like test 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 as much stuff as possible uh to to find the quote-unquote Hits because uh, I think that social or or my experience with social is this, this combination of consistency, meaning you've got to make sure you're posting uh, in feed every day, and then regularly engaging with stories. But then, what we would find is we would, you know, hit upon these like kind of crazy viral posts and those would be the one you know suddenly it's like oh my god we added like so many in a day like more in a day than we did like all of last month because we found this post that just really connected with people so i think it's about continued experimentation and you know then when you see something that's working it's like okay let's do more of it got it
1: you know i love that what ross are you you said you're a leo are you a leo was that not obvious? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. All, I only know Aries. That's the only thing. I'm like, I'm okay. an Aries. Oh, that's all yeah, I know. We all know
0: our own signs. Yeah, we only we know our ourselves. own signs.
1: No, I love this. The recent post, like, you're like, hey, you know, it's like Aries appears bold, energized, motivated, feels excited, willful, urgent, loves winning at video games, which is true, being the cool friend, which is absolutely true. I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> are you serious? And your unconditional support. So I'm going to go to you, Leo Ross appears brave, I love aggressive, it. humorous, feels affectionate, playful, and loyal, loves big sunglasses, IGTV, and showering you with praise. <laughs> big well, sunglasses, Ross. Didn't know that was a thing for you. I am always
0: wearing sunglasses. So.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know what I really took away from that whole, from what you're talking about with social is the level of depth of like strategy that you really thought through like hey Mm -hmm. you know these nutrition this is great let's try a different spin on it and let's post these and i love the i think what people do on social media what you guys have done a phenomenal job at is just mixing up you know you'll you'll get these like little starter packs so you make astrology those are fun from today yeah yeah super fun versus just like Hey, we're just going to follow this template. Let's plug in the content. Follow this template. Plug in this content. But you guys are always switching it up and coming up with different angles. And I love that.
0: Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. I think that's also what our followers want. Like they want, uh, you know, variety and different stuff and to be educated and entertained. Uh, so it's it's an important part of what we're doing.
1: How do you justify it? Is there a way? Is there? Are you quantifying it in a way like this? Because we grew it to one point two. Now we're getting more downloads or what what how are you doing what are you doing to just sort of justify such an active channel and investing more in social
0: yeah um so we look at everything uh, you know of course we we have a lot of fun with it and, and enjoy engaging with our community but we're also looking at everything through the lens of is it driving app installs and paid users and instagram has been a phenomenal channel uh, for us to do all of that i also think in an increasingly competitive paid marketing space, if you can find a couple of other organic channels that are scalable and work for you, mm-hmm. um, you are in a much stronger position long-term because, you know, and I think probably like many examples that we could reference that are happening right now. But if you were entirely dependent on very specific audience targeting, you know, through lookalikes on Facebook, like your business just got blew up. Um, And you're not in control of that. I mean, sort of another podcast for the power of platforms, both good and bad. But, uh, you know, you, when you have built like a direct connection uh, with your followers, and you have like a real organic community, I think you're really empowered to you know, use that to continue to grow your business. And of course, you know, today we're really focused on the app, but you know, what if, about in the future if we wanted to move into uh, another product category with our brand, you know, we have this great community to be able to, to share it with who could be a potential customer for it.
1: Yeah. I love that. I love that. What's next for sanctuary Ross.
0: Yeah. Um, uh we've got a big year ahead of us uh you know we want to continue to grow very rapidly we want to continue to expand both the the free and paid experiences within the app uh really excited to uh you know keep keep doing uh what we're doing and take it to even bigger levels so uh a lot uh a lot to do and i think coming out of you know kind of a, a tumultuous uh 2020 everyone's really excited to get back to work and uh you know creating a lot of really cool and and powerful content and experiences
1: yeah i love it ross i just want to say congratulations on the success i loved everything you shared it's been an amazing journey to see you grow this into the thank space. you thank you so much grass on all the press like good morning america that was really cool yeah, very cool. It
0: uh, it certainly made my mom happy too. which is <laughs> I what's told most you most important.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I told you I was like, "Hey, it's the first time we have actually seen, I've seen your face." I, <laughs> I don't know why we've never done to just like turn on the video camera and just talk. Uh, but yeah, this has been awesome, Ross. Or uh, actually, there's nothing else I want to cover. So let's go to the big finish, Ross. The besides Sanctuary, give us another app that we should definitely check out. Oh
0: gosh, I have so many on my phone. Um, Do you want one that I, I'd be like, oh, I love (laughs) all these apps that I use more for business reasons. An app that I find very cool is this app called true coach. Um, so I work with a a remote trainer and he programs all of my workouts into it. Um, so it's, uh, I think it's really well done. It's like a great way to do, uh, fitness from home. So he does uh, all of the workouts in it. It has like the ability to embed videos and other explanations uh, to explain like how to do the exercise. And then you get to like put in comments and, uh, you know, results. So it's a really great way to both track and keep yourself accountable um, on the, you know, health and wellness side.
1: So in the summer, we're going to see you in a tank top and big sunglasses going live on IGTV, right?
0: (laughs) Let's know. Uh, feeding the Leo ego a bit much, but uh, you never know.
1: <laughs> What's a lesson that took you the longest to learn? It could be business or personal.
0: Oh, gosh. I would say patience because I'm still trying to learn it. Yeah. Uh, I just, I don't know. I, I want everything to move as quickly as possible in order to get where I want to go as, as fast as we can, which I think is you know, both a great asset uh, for an early stage startup. And then at the same time, like if you are like that, all of your waking hours, you're gonna, you know, burn yourself out and also probably drive everyone around you totally uh, bers- berserk. But, uh, you know, that lessons, lessons, lesson of patience is one that, um, you know, we would all benefit from. Uh, and uh, I should probably spend a little bit more time learning myself. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that, I totally agree. And, you know, one thing I'm just going to throw a curveball in here, Ross, and this is something I've been thinking about recently mm-hmm. a lot. Of the, what's been the best part of being an entrepreneur?
0: I would say getting to see, you know, because I've, I've worked at big companies and big mm-hmm. companies do a lot of things incredibly well. What I love about being an entrepreneur, I would say, is the autonomy and then like the ability to appreciate and feel the results of your work particularly when it connects you're like wow like I did that you know like my team and I did that like that was an incredible uh undertaking and like candidly like one of the hardest things we ever did but we did it and uh you know we did it with far fewer resources than a lot of other places that I've worked um you know I would say to to balance the sort of joy of of those moments it's certainly like very like you know peaks and valleys because when it's hard it's really really hard but when it's good it's like better than anything that i've ever done
1: yeah and as an area I love excitement and so that's b- <laughs> probably what i live for too I was hard, in a master- <laughs> hard charging <laughs> i was in a mastermind yeah i'm in a mastermind we call we have calls on thursdays and we're just like uh, we just you know as entrepreneurs we just sort of like push 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 right we're trying to balance patience but we're always pushing and sometimes like he's like, you know what, I became an entrepreneur because I want to spend more time with my wife and kids. And I was like, you know, that's really why I did that too. And then sometimes, and I told him like, every time after these calls on Thursday, I feel like I'm not doing enough. Like I should push harder. I should try to grow more and grow faster. And, but at the same time, like I do have a good life where it's a good balance with work and life. I get to spend time with my kids and my wife. And so, you know, where is that? Like where do we straddle between like being content with where we're at versus always trying to grow and hit you know now it's like you're probably thinking how do we get to two million followers or you know how do we get to this revenue point and so how
0: do we, we get to five
1: <laughs> okay see <laughs> versus being like you know this is good you know we're, we're doing pretty well and so it, it's it's a tough conversation but that's why i wanted to ask you yeah what was the best part of being on. Uh,
0: you need you. to remind your like Always remind yourself of the achievements that you have made, um, and you can do that and still have the ambition to go further and further. They're not mutually exclusive.
1: I've self-appointed. I was going to say myself, but that's redundant. But I was—I've sort of appointed myself as like, all right, I want to be here to sort of congratulate every single person that I talk to because it's a huge success just being an entrepreneur to be able to sustain. So I want to always make sure that they feel good about themselves after any type of talk or interview so congrats on your success ross
0: awesome well thank you so much i really appreciate uh you having me on and the and the conversation and uh everyone who's listening make sure to download our app
1: yeah go check out Sanctuary. you can go do that by going to sanctuaryworld.co or just look for sanctuary sanctuary astrology within both app stores ross if the audience wants to connect with you personally do you want to send them anywhere else
0: um, yeah, you can go to Twitter. Uh, gosh, sorry. I was like, what's my handle again? Uh, <laughs> it's, it's Ross D. Clark. No awesome. E on Clark.
1: Okay. I will link that into the show notes. If you just click on Ross's name, you'll go to his Twitter account. And then make sure you follow the Sanctuary account on IG as well. Sanctuary World without the O. Ross, thank you so much for coming on and doing this. Thanks. Take care. Thank you all for listening. I'll see you on the next chat. Bye. Bye. Want to increase your downloads and revenue? Check out our new ASO Master Service where we help you with ASO, optimizing your revenue, and we'll even manage your Apple Search Ads and Google Ads. Learn more at asomasters.com.
0: Thanks for listening to the App Masters Podcast. For show notes and amazing app marketing content, check out appmasters.co.